it like me? Do she work that body? Throw that ass like a pump, 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 behind Welcome to the Truth in the Booty podcast, where I discuss sex, the alternative lifestyle, and relationships. And this is our first podcast of 2019. What are we going to be talking about today? Well, the main thing that I wanted to discuss is, as many people might know by now, is the recent changes that have happened um, with Tumblr. So, as many of you might have been aware, or you might not be aware, um, Tumblr recently put a ban on not safe for work content. So, all that porn and stuff that people used to enjoy, posting their nudes, etc., that's been seriously curtailed now and isn't allowed on Tumblr anymore. So, probably about a month, no, more than a month out from when the ban actually came into place, which was on the 17th of December, I think it was. So, it's like two months now. Yeah, so like about two months. So, at the moment, I've been quite lucky because it hasn't affected me as much as I expected it to or as much as it's affected other people. So for a period of time, like my icon on Tumblr, which is a picture of my ass, as you do, that wasn't visible. Like it came up blurry for a lot of people, but I've actually got my icon back and I've got my top post back and some of my nudes are still visible, even though they are quite explicit as well. But there's a lot of other things that I've posted like over the years, months, etc. Which I don't think they're visible anymore, which is a bit of a shame because I had quite a bit of stuff there. And I know that for some people they've had their whole accounts deleted and there's others where, you know, like all of their needs have been taken or submissions that have been sent to them. They're not visible anymore. So on the face of it, you might think, well... Why is that a big deal to people if you can't see tits on the internet and that type of stuff? You can always go to Pornhub, which I guess is, you know, a fair comment. But I think a lot of people don't properly appreciate the impact that Tumblr had and like how it was like quite an open space for people to express themselves sexually, not just like to post pictures, but to talk about different things, which it doesn't seem as if there's that level of openness or that same type of community on on other forums such as Twitter or Instagram and things like that. And just going to like random websites doesn't fully replicate that. So it will definitely be missed. Um, another thing that people are bringing up as well is to do with the impact that that will have on sex workers as well, because I know that that's a way that a lot of independent sex workers advertise their work or or how they're able to like earn an income so I know a few people are saying that it's it's cut into their income quite significantly there's other people who've been all right because they've sort of migrated they use they've migrated onto other platforms or they use other platforms as well so it's not been too harsh on them but it has been you know quite a big blow for freedom of expression in that way yeah so I started tumblr or using tumblr probably around 2015 or so and it was actually mr truth's idea that i post um, pictures on there so previously like um he'd take pictures of me like say when we were having sex or like just different poses or like when i was just hanging about he'd take pictures of me and i would sometimes take nudes as well but it's not something that i did a lot of and the main reason for that is that I didn't feel as confident like 
body-wise or I just felt like a bit weird about it. it didn't feel that comfortable to me and at the time I was going through um yeah just not feeling as comfortable um in myself as well and difficulties with that and when Mr Truth had the idea um told me about the idea I was a bit taken aback by it to be honest because I, I was a bit like so I'm going to post naked pictures on the internet and I was a bit taken aback by that but after doing it for a while like, I do think that it did help me to sort of see myself from a more objective standpoint or have more perspective in terms of like how I looked and what I looked like and how I felt about myself as well so there's a lot of um, negative feelings that I would have towards my body as well which Mr Truth would always like reassure me to say that it wasn't a problem or that I was beautiful and different things like that and I think being on Tumblr brought more things home to me that a lot of the things that I was worrying about weren't really things that I needed to worry about and it was quite good to see other people who had like similar body types or even different body types be able to express themselves as well and to get the positive feedback from people and it just sort of became like a much bigger thing than I expected it to be really and also one of the things that I discovered while feeling more comfortable about taking nudes being more experimental with it and and being more expressive with it is that I was actually quite decent of, at photography as well which is not something that I was expecting either and you know like I was quite impressed with myself that I was able to do that and also to see other people's I guess you can consider it art it wasn't just simply taking pictures for like a lot of people and I think that's fine as well to just you know you want to take a picture of tits you want to take a picture of ass like that's completely valid but in a weird way I guess I sort of became my own muse in a way and yeah it was it was fun and enjoyable I've met some cool people off Tumblr as well um, so that's been interesting like you know how people always say that oh people are one thing on the internet but they can't really back their chat when you meet them in person and stuff like that but I think you can say people off Tumblr are real life wild <laughs> well from my experience anyway some people there's of course there's some people on it that are not but then there's also some people that um, do live their truth when it comes on. Yeah, I think like when it comes to the people we've met in person, they've been about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's people who always talk up their game, but I never really, it won't lead to anything because of that. Well, I guess if someone's um, talking a big game, but then, you know, I don't think they'll go to a stage of actually meeting up with people. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That's true. And... I don't know there's always going to be a division between people who talk about the stuff that they want to do and that's perfectly legitimate and the people who are actually about it but I find that the people who are about it they probably don't talk about it as much they're more about that action I guess which is good yeah so that's been interesting as well but I guess like by nature of what we do and the way that we do things if you were trying to like meet us then I guess you'd have to be about it or about quite alternative things at least things that are a bit more outside of the norm or what do you think yeah maybe 
you disagree? No, I mean, people might see the things that you talk about and might feel they're interested in that stuff or it looks appeasing, uh, it looks appealing to them, but it yeah. doesn't mean that they actually, you know, would do that stuff themselves. They like to see other people doing it. Yeah, I think that's um, that's the thing as well. I know there's some people who have reached out to me and said, yeah, I would love to do some of the things that you do, but I don't feel comfortable doing it or I don't feel that I would be able to get away with that and things like that. Um, hopefully they can get to try to do more of the things that they want to do in the future. Or maybe in the end, it's just not something that's for them. And that's that's perfectly valid as well. Yeah, also made, um, apart from the other stuff, made some um, good friends off of Tumblr as well learnt like a lot of different perspectives learnt different things that I didn't know about as well I think it was quite good to see some of the BDSM stuff particularly from black Tumblr users as well because it's not readily available to have that type of content as well so that was good to see and also um, the mix of art and, and other people who are like interested in more fringe things or things that, you know, it would be harder to put like a label on it, but you could see somebody who might be into that type of lifestyle or have a particular interest and they'd be able to express that on Tumblr, where if you typed into Pornhub, you wouldn't be able to see something with that much context necessarily or be able to understand it as well or get more of, you know, um, a background on it. What do you think is the wildest thing that you've seen on Tumblr? Um... What do you mean? As in, like, porno or pictures or memes or... Let's do one for the memes. <laughs> but let's start off with, like, say, um, porno-wise or picture-wise. I saw once before there was a guy, I think it was, like, it was kind of like a kink thing. Mm. And it was there was a bathtub and then the guy is, like, dipping the water, like, choking the woman underwater. Oh, yeah, I remember this video. No, not the one of the, not the porn one of the, when they're in a waterfall. There's okay. one There's one when they're in a waterfall. Yeah. And, like, the, the guy's uh, fucking her in, like, doggy. Yeah. And then he's dipping her head Yeah, underwater. I remember seeing that. That one's funny. But I've seen another one where it's kind of like that, but it's made, this one's more amateur. And the guy is dipping the water, the woman's head in the bathtub <laughs> while, like, having sex like choking her under the bath in the okay. bath water so that was pretty crazy i didn't <laughs> i wasn't expecting that so. i wonder what that's like sounds yeah. interesting i'm not saying that i would necessarily do it but you never know but it sounds a bit wild yeah if you want to do it you can do it so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking aloud here um Okay, in terms of memes, what do you think is the craziest thing you've seen on Tumblr? I can't really give an answer to that because like every day you see crazy memes and stuff like that. Yeah. So I can't even give an answer to that because there's just so much stuff. But I was introduced to something, Energy Sword Sundays, which, <laughs> you know, I'm a keen follower of. What's the wildest thing that you've seen on Tumblr? Hmm... Probably one of the wild... No, actually, I, I definitely know what the wildest thing was. The wildest thing that I've seen on Tumblr, I think it was um, two... It might have been two women, but it might have been a woman and a man, where this woman is bent over, she has a speculum up her ass, and there's been milk that's been poured into it, along with some Fruit Loop cereal, 
and the other person i can't remember whether it's a man or a woman they've got a spoon and they're eating it out of her ass that is the wildest thing that i've seen on tumblr i don't think that there's i've seen anything else that that tops that yeah it's pretty wild um in terms of say written stuff what is the wildest thing do you think you've seen on tumblr <laughs> so, um, <laughs> why are you laughing for? I don't even know what you're gonna say, so but like, I'm already laughing. From this guy who's explaining how isn't it normal for guys to give each other handjobs, and his girlfriend walked walked in on his friend John, giving him a, a handjob, and he just casually was like to his girlfriend, "Oh yeah, hi dear, how are you doing?" And yeah, she's no, like shocked. Boys being boys. Yeah, it's just boys being boys she's shocked she makes an excuse to like run out of the place doesn't come back for the whole day and then he's complaining that oh that made me it made it so difficult for john to like bash me off he had to use his mouth as well and then <laughs> his girl and then the girlfriend just can't understand like you know this is just normal for guys and so people were commenting back to tell the guy uh i think that i don't think you're straight and he was just not having it it's like yeah this is normal <laughs> but you know what like it's one of those things where you're not sure whether that's real or not but either way that's hilarious i think that that's it's plausible that that could happen but even if it's not real it's a funny story it's just such a funny narrative that yeah <laughs> i was just cracking up when i was reading it so yeah whoever wrote that great great work <laughs> so i think tumblr is still a worthwhile platform to use at the moment i'm still on there as long as my nudes last on there but i mean apart from that there's positive stuff on there it's not the same as it used to be but at the very very least it's at least good for for nudes and it's still good for the the community of of different people that are there on tumblr so what do you say is um your favorite post on tumblr picture wise or text wise your own work picture or text or video hmm i think probably in terms of pictures probably that photo set that i called um flower power so that's like um a set of pictures where i've got a pink flower so i think when i took those pictures i thought right i actually did like something quite good here so that's one of them there's probably one other picture that i did where i'm bent over and there's like glitter on my bum i really like the way that that picture turned out so that's definitely one of my faves um in terms of like text posts and stuff and um like random thoughts probably the stuff that i'm most proud of is probably the stuff that I wrote about bisexuality because I guess at the time when I wrote some of those things I was like formulating my my thoughts on like how I felt about my identity and different stuff like that so I think it was like good to be able to express that so that's best in terms of like text posts in terms of like gifts and stuff actually I'll put I'll add another category say what is my favorite Dave Chappelle related gift that I have posted I'm gonna say maybe the one that I've got where um, I've added what's your tumblr oh yeah 
yeah that one where um dave Chappelle is pushing the water over on the table and running away so yeah i think that's probably my favorite one so mr truth what do you think are your favorite posts of mine maybe the flower the flower one the same one i said yeah okay and then um i think the one with the christmas one where you've got the christmas lights oh yeah that one yeah Yeah. that one's pretty good so i've been having various conversations about orgasms lately for some reason so you know how like they say most women don't actually have an orgasm from penetrative sex or the majority of women or like say 50 percent of women or i can't remember what the exact statistic is um never have an orgasm during sex and things like that so i've had like i've thought about different things to do with that one of the things that i saw um in terms of orgasms is to do with the amount of times that women in heterosexual women have an orgasm and lesbian women have an orgasm and gay men have an orgasm and straight men have an orgasm and they sort of like rank them i can't remember exactly where the statistic is from but i think the um the ones who came out on top of like as in they come pretty much every time they have sex is definitely gay men i think were probably at the top followed by straight men and then after that um or rather what was the more notable thing is that heterosexual women came right at the bottom of the list as the group of people who come um the least amount of times during sex and that was second to last as well was bisexual women so i was thinking a bit like why why do people think that is or or what would be the cause of that as a theory and obviously i've got no way of like testing my theory about why and obviously um lots of bisexual women are, are different from each other but part of it i feel is for various reasons perhaps some of it is because a lot of bisexual women might have more sex with men than they do with women and i'm not like placing a judgment on that i just think that that might be the case and then also where men might not care as much or be as skilled or take the time to have as much skill to learn the ins and outs of different women to know what it will take to make them come then they've got less of a chance of having an orgasm than like say a lesbian woman might and i think another reason might be if bisexual women are having sex with other bisexual women as well that given the circumstances of bisexuality and other things like that a bisexual woman might not have as much sex with other women and because of that she might not have built up the experience to to know more about how to make a a woman orgasm and another factor as well which i don't know how much this would play into it as well is i think as women a lot of the time we are more predisposed to put a man's pleasure first and learn about what it is that men like in bed and what they want and things like that but then if it comes down to like say a woman there's more of the assumption that because me and her have the same body both of us will know what we're doing and it's not usually as simple as that i don't think so i think that might come into play as well i do think that it would and that's another thing as well is that um if 
maybe part of it as well is that women also in putting men's pleasure first put other women's pleasure last as well so even when it comes down to in terms of themselves a lot of women might find it difficult to get to know their own bodies without as much shame and and things like that or um, feel more closed off from trying certain things and then that in turn will lend itself to them not feeling as comfortable as being with another woman as well and then also I do think that all women are different so what you might like another woman might not like and if you're going from the assumption that all women are similar and are automatically know what you're and you automatically know what you're doing then that can lend itself to you know um, less desirable results so you say you feel that the um, bisexual women they're not as experienced in um, like how to please other women yeah I think that is the case for some people obviously I don't know how much for a lot of people that I've met who are bi they haven't felt they found out either like later in their life than say other people might have done to find out whether they're lesbian or gay and it was harder for them to get their heads around it or they got around it like at a later stage in their life or they don't feel as if they can act on things now so it sort of becomes something that gets left by the wayside that's like what I've learnt from some other people so there's less of an opportunity to feel comfortable with that than if say if they had assumed that they were straight from the get-go then they might have had more of an opportunity to try things with the opposite sex and you were saying that um the women who have the lowest uh number of orgasms is from um, the heterosexual women yes yeah yeah so then the bisexuals in the middle of the hetero women who have the least and the lesbian women who have the most yeah so lesbian women weren't at the top but they were close to the top i think that was the biggest group of women yeah that experienced orgasms during sex yeah i mean well yeah by sorry. far yeah out of the group of women yeah so do you think that for the bisexual women are with other women mm. they're having more orgasms but when they're with men having not as many orgasms and that's what gets their stats to the middle yeah that's a possibility as well yeah that's definitely a possibility it would be good if they they haven't done already if somebody did more of a in-depth study well you can do the study i don't know if i've got the resources and time and expertise to do all of that but i would encourage somebody else to do it got some statistics from the american journal of sex and marital therapy which talks about orgasms and they say that um 37 percent of the american women um, responded that they needed clitoral stimulations to come 18 percent responded said vaginal penetration alone could um, make them orgasm 18 percent yeah was okay so um, just vaginal or vaginal alone could make the orgasm and then um, 36 percent they could have a mixture of like clitoral with vaginal okay all right then and then um nine percent said that they didn't orgasm at all okay nine percent yeah that's lower than i thought it would be you know yeah that's lower than i thought it would i would have expected it to be but why do you think it is that um hetero women have 
fewer instances of having an orgasm during sex because sex is male focused isn't it and uh, you know we're taught to look at everything from the male gaze isn't it so the way that you always presented sex uh, and from a young age is looking at it as if this is for for a woman it's like something that they have to bestow onto a man so mm. everything is down to the focus of the man when the man comes then it's over yeah you know and remember we saw that thing before but from love huddy was saying like the average sex time um for is about three minutes or something like that three minutes wow remember we used to yeah i remember love, yeah but it's still like a and then it was saying that people but people who go on like lovehoney.com their average sex time is like six minutes because they're freaks <laughs> yeah so if that and that that was just heterosex that they were looking at so you know in that time where it's not the length of time that the length of time sex. people having sex then maybe for women that's not enough time or there's there's a lot of times when that might not be enough time and yeah that's like a point that. so to like get the build up get the what's it called get to where they need to be mm-hmm. so that's also you know that's a part of the problem yeah i can see that i think also it's not just the focus on the man but also the focus on penetrative sex as well like penis and vagina sex and i know that it does come across sometimes i think from different things that you see that there's the expectation that women should have vaginal orgasms but then not everybody gets that and it doesn't necessarily mean that something is wrong with them and it's just funny that the orgasm that requires the man probably to have i don't know i wouldn't say least involvement but as in less dexterity less you know focus on something is the orgasm that is most prized for somebody to achieve and i have spoken to people who feel like almost like they're doing something wrong if they can't have a vaginal orgasm which it's great and everything but we can't keep going with the mentality that everybody is wired the same it seems the most reliable and consistent way for a lot of people to have orgasms is clitoral stimulation and that i think on a technical level for some people is is harder to work with than just you know putting a a penis into a vagina would you agree yeah i agree yeah so people can get orgasms from all sorts of ways as well like um i think one of the more unique ways i've heard of is people who are able to have an orgasm just from having nipple stimulation so there's all sorts of different ways for somebody to achieve an orgasm and i think if people care about the pleasure of their partner as well that is something that they will try to take more time out to learn and i think with women as well we can be quite particular about what we find pleasurable and, and what we enjoy so what works for one woman might not necessarily work for the other whereas with men it seems that there's more of a more of a set standard for how you guys will respond to certain things i guess and i think there's a lot of emotional there or rather there can be a bit of emotional involvement in terms of a woman being able to come in certain situations so if you're not as relaxed or you don't feel comfortable then a lot of people might not be able to have an orgasm in those circumstances almost no matter what is happening as well so it's a bit more complex and people should you know look at everyone on a 
as an individual and and take interest in in the pleasure that they're giving and receiving yeah and i just wanna i just found the thing from love honey the study and they were saying actually the average um couples from love honey they were lasting uh sex was like 19 minutes for 19 minutes that was okay it. but the average people in britain they were saying was five was five minutes okay and in turkey they were finding it was um three minutes three minutes okay so that kind of goes to show doesn't it that if you're if we're gonna take some assumptions from love honey that if you take an interest in sex and sex toys um then you can have better sex or not necessarily better because longer doesn't always equal better but it does come across as if there's more time and consideration to people who are a bit more clued up about what they want and and being willing to explore i'm trying to think what was the last thing i bought from from love honey now collar yeah i bought a collar from there that was fun to use actually so yeah you guys are probably gonna start thinking that we're sponsored by love honey or something like that but they really are the plug though there's there's so many things in there that you can that you can get which are fun and another place that we that we visit as well is harmony yeah in soho yeah so they've got a few of them like around the area but they're quite good for um like certain types of laundry stockings and they've got their particular store in like tottenham court road they have a good selection of like bonded stuff there that they've got like color coded as well i love it down there yeah it's really cool but you know if love honey wants to sponsor us you know hook a brother up yep yep (laughs) (laughs) so i posed a question on tumblr probably like a month to a few weeks ago where I was asking whether people found porn to be mostly a positive or a negative in their life. So some of the answers that I got were quite interesting. It seemed more half and half overall, where some people felt that um, porn distracted them a lot or it hindered their relationships, while others said that um, porn helped them to learn more about what they were into. So it was mostly a positive for them. Um, I've seen quite a few like negative takes on porn recently as well, where people have said that it gives people um, incorrect impressions. And I think previously on another podcast that we spoke about something. So I was just thinking whether or not overall I myself would consider it to be positive or not. Yeah, I think for me, it's 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 uh, an interesting one because I didn't I didn't initially like watching porn at all. It was only like quite further into adulthood that I I started to watch porn more often um, before I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, but looking back at it, I don't think that that was to do with the porn itself being a problem per se. I think that was more to do with like my mentality and my feelings at the time. In terms of positives, I think porn has introduced me to some some more things that I wouldn't have otherwise have thought that I, thought of that I found myself to be interested in. Um, I think there's certain things that if I hadn't have watched porn, I might not know about. So that's been a positive for me. Um, also, it's been positive in helping me to feel a bit more comfortable around sex and like give me some ideas of, of some things to do and, and be interested to learn how to do them as well. 
So overall, I would say that porn has been positive in my experience. What do you think for yours? Um, I was just going to add to your one, because before you didn't feel that comfortable watching porn. Yeah. You still not feel that fully comfortable watching porn. Um, I think that, I don't know how long it will last. There might be dribs and drabs of me feeling a bit uneasy about certain things or, or not as comfortable. Um, but overall, I would definitely say that I'm a lot more comfortable and accustomed to porn and, and see it as, as something that is can be a positive thing as well. Would you say that is porn enjoyable for you? Do you think it's an enjoyable thing? Yeah, I'd say that I find porn to be an enjoyable thing. It's not something that I watch, like outside of Tumblr, it's not something that I watch as often. But I see porn all the time on Tumblr, but it's just like Tumblr is my main source of it. I don't really go on places like X videos that much to go and search for something. Yeah. No Pornhub. Uh, yeah, Pornhub is one of the sites that I go on to as well. Yeah, I, th I think my problem is the search feature. Like with Tumblr, the porn is more curated, but the issue is that it's short. Whereas you can go onto the different porn sites and search for porn and you'll find a video, but you have to trail through a lot of stuff. And then by that time, I'm just like, am I going to find something good? But yeah, that's one of the things on my, of my aims is to watch more porn on places other than Tumblr. All right, I think that generally, or there's a lot of ways that people can learn um, stuff from porn as well like they can see new ideas of things i think i've said before on one of our other podcasts that like people can get ideas of stuff or they can see things that they never knew about and then take an interest in it from seeing them i just think that there almost needs to be an education with porn as well because yeah. there needs to be especially for like young people seeing it that might be their only you know their only um time of seeing actual sex so then they mm. might take it as what you see in porn, especially the highly produced ones, is exactly how sex is and what they have to do. And then that kind of gives them a, a skewed picture of what sex is because they haven't got any other you know, viewpoints of it. Um, but I think now there's a lot of porn which is um, homemade or that people upload themselves and then that gives more uh, more of a realer picture i guess of or of what sex for your average person might be yeah yeah i saw um a tweet from somebody the other day where they were saying that um porn is great but people shouldn't learn sexual etiquette from porn and that that's where things can go a bit wrong and i think they had like um a bit of a point when it comes to that and i think especially when um maybe young people see decontextualize like a few seconds to like a few minutes clips of porn it doesn't really give them a full picture of things and i think porn can be give you a somewhat realistic representation of what sex is like for people or a realistic representation of what sex is like for people and it can also if you don't know the full context or know certain things you might take certain ideas from it which will not necessarily be your sexual reality it's very difficult to distinguish the different things about 
know how you can pull the the positive from the from any of the negative yeah i think it's it's good that there's more homemade stuff that gives you know um is less high produced people can see as mr truth was saying yeah but if you think about it as well how are people meant to learn sexual etiquette how did they learn it like back in the day there's no porno and mm. shit like that and, and stuff like that i mean is that why especially for guys they just went in and did whatever they like and women just have to had to just accept whatever is being like dealt out to them mm. because they think you know this is this is what it is basically how do people learn sexual etiquette whatever it is well i guess it's like okay say for example like we've spoken to different people who've mentioned that they've had a threesome that has two like a woman who's mentioned that she's had a threesome with two guys or she's gone and had sex with a guy and the guy in that situation has slapped her in the face and she's been really taken aback by it and it's not something that she would have agreed to and it's not something that she's discussed which in some porn you do see that happening so I think it's things like that that the person means sexual etiquette that people might get the impression that it's perfectly normal to do things like that as if like that's a standard thing when it's not and it can come under the umbrella of bdsm and that's something that you need to discuss with people rare 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 so i think that's what they meant so what would you say to that no i'm not asking what is sexual etiquette i'm saying how do people, how do people learn, people learn? yeah okay but how do people learn it i think this is a general thing to do with like boundaries as well i think it is something where maybe if people were like more aware of like certain sexual behaviors as in like what they are and what they entail like say if more people knew the ins and outs of doing like anal sex and if more people knew more or it was more widely accepted that people do bdsm stuff etc people might have more of a background to things rather than just the porn as in what what do you mean as in the sexual acts that they see in porn is something that is more talked about yeah yeah but i know that how do people learn this stuff i guess like it or, comes down to consent and mm. learning consent then in that case that's what will give people a background for sexual etiquette yeah yeah so that's the main thing and i think co consent is something that should be taught in a wider context whether that's like in schools or workplace or other places like that but as in it just needs to become more common knowledge that you need to have consent for things yeah because you know if you see in porn you know it always ends with a guy busting in a woman's face then mm. you know if you want to do that fine but you can't just assume you know a young person watching porn might think that that's just how sex ends yeah especially if you're not trying to get someone pregnant so um they might just assume that and then just go forth and do that but as you're saying mm. if you have consent and you talk to the person beforehand or whatever and say hey can i bust in your face out you know when yeah. i'm gonna come then yes or no there yeah. you go and then that's etiquette yeah so i guess like for like us we do some like what some would say is outlandish stuff if you know i prefer to have that conversation with somebody initially to say okay what are the things you don't like what are the things you do like just get a, an idea of what it is that they're expecting rather than you know you spring some crazy stuff on them and you know 
it could go well but equally it might not so it's best to have a discussion about it first okay so as we come to the end of the show do you have any goals for 2019 or stuff that you want to try and do for 2019 stuff for 2019 i'd like to try out more um bdsm stuff so like playing with subs who have higher pain threshold as some people might know i'm a sadist so if i can inflict maximum damage to somebody with consent then that would be very fun another thing that i would like to try is to do maybe more role play stuff as well so i'd like to get into that a bit more so vampire role play i don't know about that remember we met um that girl who said that she wanted to do a vampire role play with us and then you were saying you don't want to do a twilight one though <laughs> yeah that would have been who, funny you know who would you you've been um is her name bella who the um the girl in twilight yeah no i'm not being bella what are you talking about man <laughs> no like if i'm gonna do a vampire cosplay buffy. Like, no no i'm even saying cosplay when i mean to say role play if i was gonna do a vampire role play like i'm trying to be dracula i'm not trying to be bella i'm not trying to like i'm going for the full vampire like aesthetic yeah so that's what i've that's what i go for like i like um if there's an basically i'm the type of person who is like this if there is an excuse for me to either not wear that much clothes or dress up in some type of outfit or costume specifically costume then i'm gonna take it i'm that type of person so you're both an exhibitionist and a person who likes to dress up uh, yeah you could say that you could say that but but when the occasion calls for it though so special occasion not like in my day-to-day life i need to be you know dressed as a vampire is there anything else that you'd like to try in 2019 is that your goals um two other things that i'd probably add to that list is i'd like to get into trying electric shocks i'm not sure like what the exact expression of it is but say if you're punishing somebody in bdsm you can give them like an electric shock so that's that type of stuff is like i'd like to find out more about that and experiment more with that we went to this thing called the london alternative market where we got to try out some of that stuff and that was fun like i don't want to be the one getting zapped but i'm very cool with being the one being doing the zapping it's like hooking someone up to a car battery i don't know about car battery but yeah that'd be fun um not shocking somebody with a car battery but you know you know what i mean the other thing I'd like to try is do a male-female-male threesome where I'm high. But yeah, I, I say this maybe. I don't know how annoying I'm going to be while I'm high. But I think that would be very fun if everybody was high. Well, I've done like um, threesomes with like another girl as well high. So that, those have been rough. Those have been really fun. Yep, so that concludes our podcast, first one of 2019. Um, if you had any questions that you wanted me to answer onto the next podcast, because I will be making more, 
then feel free to drop me an ask or um, you know send me a message or, or whatever um, you can find me on truthinthebooty.tumblr.com so I'm still there and yeah that's the end of the podcast bye it like me do she work that body throw that ass like a pump 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 it hot do she handle